What up, what up? Welcome to the Cast of Color, a show where a diverse group of creatives discuss all things film, TV, and entertainment. I'm here with the boy Joe, per usual, was handyman. Doing well, doing well, thank you. Out here. The boy Gerardo Molina is also joining us. What's up, Gerardo? Hello, what's up? <laughs> and as always, my name is John Carter. We have a cool little show lined up for you. We're going to be opening with our normal catch-up. Hop into the diversity report section, which is going to be about the U.S. Capitol and not just the Capitol building and what happened, but how social media posts can be even mm -hmm. more dangerous than actual media. Some interesting shit right there. Come on now. And then we're going to jump right into our movie review. And the movie for today is Soul, Disney Pixar Soul. So that's that's the outline for today, fellas. And it's lit. It, you know, we were supposed to go out. This is season two, episode 15. It was supposed to be chill, just go out on a, a good note. But uh, fuck me, who, who would expect what happened at the, in the nation's capital? Um, so even though that's, that's what's on my mind, another thing that is, is just, just catching up in general here. Um, Kamea's birthday is, is tomorrow. That Kamea's my daughter. She's about to be two. Nice. Uh, so that's a nice thing that was, yeah, man, that's a nice thing that we're celebrating something very positive in spite of all this shit. Um, but yeah. yeah, this, this, these two years have flown by, man. I can't believe the things that she learns that I feel I didn't teach her. She just learns on her own and it is truly a pain in my, I mean, it's truly amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for those terrible twos. If that's really a thing, we'll see. Oof, oof. We'll see what's up. It's it's been fun so far, man. It's been fun. Oh, That's great, man. Happy birthday to the girl. Happy birthday to the girl. Yeah, mm -hmm. we're celebrating. We ate so much fucking food yesterday, man. Just shit. Thai food, then the ice cream cake, then Jack in the Box as an evening snack. You know what I'm saying? So oh, that lit evening snack. <laughs> it, just <started laughs> it just sounds like a Monday to me. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a regular Monday. <laughs> Whenever I eat a lot of uh, Asian food, I always crave a fucking cheeseburger afterwards, bro. I'm, I want a nice greasy ass cheeseburger with a. When your wife shit. is Filipino, but you're you're American. <laughs> you're American as fuck. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's something cool to celebrate. What's up with y'all though, man? Just catching up in life before we hop into anything else what, what what's new with you gerardo uh just working that stranger things event still i got uh i got promoted to a to zombie so that's that's pretty fun no shit i get, get to park cars as a zombie <laughs> nice. next week i got i got promoted to uh to a russian in stranger things there's like russians and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that'd be pretty cool it'll be pretty cool to uh to kind of just mess around with that nice do that <laughs> as the zombie so all zombies park cars and then do all yeah. russians do a specific uh... yeah so so you're basically just parking cars no matter what your character is got you okay yeah. <laughs> the thing is, is that a lot of people there they're, they're not trying very hard so i just had to you know i've seen a lot of zombie movies yeah. <laughs> you know, just, just pretend <laughs> to be a zombie and then uh you know they they, they were really happy with it so so they promoted me to a russian <laughs> see you, you're moving but, on up it's cool though because I, I work right next to LA. Like you could see, like the view is right there, like right next to where I work. It's really nice. And um, yeah, yeah, it'll, it, this is cool. I could probably work a uh, Halloween Horror Nights this year or something. I got that job experience, so that'd be fun. Oh hell yeah, hell yeah, dude! Halloween Horror Nights. That's at uh the Universal Studios. Yeah, it's Universal, and then yeah, there's Not Scary Farm, and then um, 
Not scary. Yeah, I don't, I don't know any other one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not scary farm was so popular in high school. Everyone was going there. Uh, the first time I went there, I was like, oh, shit's whatever. But Halloween Horror yeah, Nights, that was out in general. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's really not very far. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, Joe, how's I've never been. I was, I was too spooked to go. <laughs> oh, no, to what? To Not Scary Farm? Yeah. <laughs> you ain't missing shit, bro. Not Scary Farm. Whatever. It's like they they try chasing you and it's like the people who are. Universal's cool, though. Universal, they, they got like top quality makeup. Yeah, that's shit. what I feel. I feel like the people at Notch are just really trying their best with what they have. But Universal, yeah, Universal is more Universal like a like fucking movie quality. Yeah, movie like, quality. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it's cool. Yeah, that's when I went on Transformers mm. the first time. I went to Halloween Horror Nights and I went on the Transformers ride the first time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shit was so dope. It was, it was so fucking cool. <laughs> Joe, have you gotten that second part of the, the young vaccine type? Is, is that... Oh, is that how oh this vaccine works? Does it does is it a two part thing? Oh yeah, it's like it a depends. booster a month after, right? <laughs> it, depends. <laughs> it depends which one you get. So the one that I got is the P Pfizer vaccine. So yeah, it's two shots, and then the Moderna one uh, is one shot. And to be honest, with you, I'm not sure why it's like that. But <laughs> I mean, but yeah, I got I got my second shot last week. So I'm out one here. Of, one of the vaccines like RNA focused or something, and then like the other one is is different it's something else i think right yeah i think like those proteins that like that that you mentioned it's just i guess formulated differently i don't i really don't know yeah, like it's <laughs> oh, <laughs> all oh, science <laughs> jargon what are we How, how's your arm feeling <laughs> are you like sore did you get like an allergic reaction or anything no i didn't get any reaction thankfully i don't i didn't even get any symptoms or any of that stuff like you know it's like getting the flu shot your arm's going to be a little sore afterwards you know but no my arm's good now i mean it was definitely sore for a couple of days but i'm solid Nice. Sick. Nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was part of growing up. You used to get shots. I didn't know what they were. I just <laughs> dreaded going to get shots. And that's what we were doing. We were getting vaccinated. So vaccinate your kids. <laughs> yeah, no. Um <laughs> your fucking kids, please. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny being vaccinated, like <laughs> and being like one of the only ones because I it's it's not like I can do anything right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? The world is still closed. closed up. Yeah, everything's <laughs> yeah. closed. Like I still have to like wear a mask and shit, which is fine. You know, I'm not like, I'm not mm-hmm. going to be, yeah, but you know, you I don't can, mind wearing masks. Go to work. <laughs> yeah, no, I, <laughs> it's but, like, um, like, have you guys seen that meme where it's, uh, from Narcos, that guy, like, uh, <laughs> just sitting by himself. <laughs> yeah. He's that's me with my, <laughs> that's me just with the vaccine. Like, Dude, being one of the only ones vaccinated though. in the world. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're, you're immune now. That. You're immune, Joe. That's. That's it. <laughs> I heard I heard Live Nation yeah. that um Live Nation is gonna require you to like uh show like um your vaccination thing to, wow. to go to concerts and stuff. Wow. Yeah. So, Imagine yeah. the the demographic that tends to go to concerts often, a lot of young people. And they're not gonna I already know a lot of people that are saying, Well, I'm not gonna go to concerts next year. It's like fine, that's that's oh you. bro, fuck that. Uh give me that vaccine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> give me that vaccine. I wanna do <laughs> shit. I will shoot like... that shit in and I yeah, bro. I've taken these vaccines as a kid and thank God they haven't affected me. I, I'm still here and I've taken many vaccines in my day. So there's science behind For the that. military, right? You had to like, oh my, take bro, extra they, vaccines. They, they line you up and just fucking <laughs> they literally line you up and you're like this. You know what I'm saying? You're just walking through lines. You have two people on each side. And they're just poking you at the same time. It's just like, oh, oh, my God. Yeah, bro, it's, 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 just, it's a system. They have to get all these recruits through. It's a lot of recruits. 
get your ass through the military, asshole. Take these vaccinations. You want these benefits? You have no choice. You have no question. <laughs> yeah, man. But shit, some things people should take because there's science back behind it. But uh, don't let me get into that shit. <laughs> but yeah, it's just it's, episode. It's, that, that's another episode. That's another episode. Yeah. It's interesting. My wife being a nurse and hearing that actual nurses don't want to take the motherfucking thing. So it's just oh, that, dude. That, yeah. that's pretty nuts. So it's just has Ali, yeah. has Ali taken it, the vaccine? Um, not yet. Not yet. It's it's going. She works in assisted living. It's going to hospital first, hospitals mm. first, and then it's going down to assisted living places. And she's going to get that. But yeah, bro, for sake of concerts, whatever, shoot me up with that motherfucking vaccine. I'm trying oh, to yeah. do shit. <laughs> 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 shit, man. Uh, but yeah, I've been watching a lot of cool movies lately. A lot of dope Netflix movies. It's, it's so funny. I came across a podcast. It's called There Are Too Many Movies. And they posted um, a clip of the Joe, the Joe Rogan podcast. And he, he was just saying, he was like, there are new movies being made every year. He was like, every single year, new movies are coming out. And we don't, they don't stop. They don't stop existing. There are too many movies. And that's like the title of their podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, damn, there, there really are. There are so many movies being made. It's like, once you make them, they stop existing. <laughs> I was yeah, just like, wow. It's... God, they're, some of them are just bad on Netflix. They pop yeah, up man. and you're like, eh. Right. That's why I say that. That's why I said that thing about Joe Rogan, because I've been watching so much Netflix and you find so much thing, so many things that you like and then so much shit. There is just so much out there. It's, it's a different as an artist, bro. It's different competing now than it was back in the day. There's, the, the, there's like uh, more opportunities, but just because yes. it's on Netflix doesn't mean that it, it's good, you know? Oh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And it's funny. Will Smith had a conversation with Denzel Washington about one of these movie roles, one of his first movie roles. And Denzel told him, like, some of the first roles you pick, they can help. They will kind of define you as in the industry. So you got to pick and choose wisely. You don't want to play yourself some of these first roles that you accept. If one person wants you, more than likely another is going to want you. You have to make sure it's what you, your brand stands for and all that shit. So, yeah, brand. Just, yeah man. Branding. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, that that's good catch up, fellas. Good catch up. Are, are we rolling right into this diversity report? Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so the diversity report. <laughs> we're, uh, we're going to be talking about the Capitol, but we're not, yes. you know, everybody knows what happened. Even if it's in the future, I'm sure you know what happened in the beginning of 2021 where uh we had a lot of right-wingers uh storm the u.s capitol but what we're going to be talking about today is social media posts because i've been seeing a lot of social media posts after after this event Mm -hmm. uh, and and it's funny because some of them are calling out the media and how how the media isn't genuine and blah 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 right all this stuff and it's just funny to me because uh, for today we're going to be talking about uh, how the social media posts uh, are actually could be more dangerous than than the uh, than the the media. The media, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like um, for example, uh, you know, on social on social media, John, you were telling me earlier about uh that guy with the that's on meme or something. <laughs> he was using that as a fact. Oh yeah. Oh, as he was referencing Facebook. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, he, he was his argument because I was clapping back and forth, but his argument was, oh, yeah, bro. Well, you didn't see the Facebook videos that showed people actually at voting ballots throwing out legitimate vote. I'm like, bro, how do you know those aren't just pieces of paper? Or something? But regardless, you're, you're the source of what your argument, what you're saying, what are the sources is Facebook. 
it's on Facebook and it's, it's on like, Facebook. It, anyone can post anything on Facebook. And it's funny because sometimes stuff is on Facebook and it's impossible to find anywhere else on the internet. So it's like, yeah, you know, like it's, it's like these people never went to high school, you know, where you gather multiple sources and then <laughs> you form an opinion based off of multiple sources. Absolutely. Different biases. You know, they just look at one thing or they look at a meme and they just repost it like blindly. Uh, I got into an argument. I, I, it's funny. I haven't haven't gotten into any social media arguments like this whole all of last year. I was like, whatever. <laughs> Bro, we start this new year fucking clapping back. <laughs> oh yeah, this year, dude. This year it was. <laughs> it before just... you before you go into it, can I say this real quick? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kudos to you guys because there's no way I have like you know I was just refreshing, <laughs> just, just following along. I was like, Jesus Christ, like. For one, like I'm at work, so like I'm I'm not gonna like try to formulate something arguing with some stranger online. I know, absolutely. And like, <laughs> like I will, already, I will. <laughs> yeah, no, like um being at work is already mentally taxing as it is, and then yes, like I can't I can't do this with some like fucking weirdo. <laughs> right. So listen, yeah. there, there are a few of us who run the Cast of Color Instagram page and where we post things, we see the updates. So, <laughs> so I was going in there clapping back and when we yeah. Yeah, the pod page. Yeah, no, yeah. for you. Facebook. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> the pod yeah. had to speak up. <laughs> we're normally trying to be quiet on the pod, but we're the cast of color. We had to pop off. Fuck that. Just <laughs> like say the same thing. Like kudos. Like so many people are tired of, of these people with their bullshit, dude. Yeah. Like um. That's so what. Like, that's what. It's, yeah. That's what it's coming down to, bro. I'm tired of the bullshit. I don't want to talk. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, so on, uh, on, you know, what one of the people I knew from high school, you know, conservative, the high school Mormon, folks, Mormon girl, yeah, yeah, she she posted a, a both sides thing. She was talking about how if you're a Republican and you condemned BLM violence, don't be a hypocrite because there was violence at the U.S. Capitol, right? That was her argument. That sounds fine. <laughs> the second half of her argument was if you're if you supported the BLM. Uh, or if you supported the BLM movement, but you condemned yesterday, you're also a hypocrite because apparently BLM had the same amount of violence as, as the, the, as the right winger storming the U S Capitol. That's bullshit. Uh, apparently it was, it was that, that, that was equivalent in her mind. And at the end of it, she said, uh, in her post, she said, check for your own hip hypocrisy, not oh. on someone Oh God. Else's. Oh God. Oh, right. Oh. And it's like, I was like, okay. Okay, so I just, you know, I responded. Yeah, it was crazy when BLM stormed the U.S. Capitol. Yeah, it was nuts. <laughs> when, when, okay. Yeah, when, yeah, okay. And then she responds with, oh, so they wouldn't have if they, they, they wouldn't have stormed it if they couldn't have? And I was like, bro, that's wow. That's pretty bad. That's a, that's a pretty bad response if you're trying to... <laughs> The issue with that off top is the comparison, bro. It, it's yeah, and the, it, the automatic comparison to the breach of the U.S. Capitol post-election to Black yeah. Lives Matter during the summer, which was protesting police brutality and some different shit, two well, completely well, different yeah. things. Well, well what, she, what she tried to t tell me that were facts was uh, shit. At one point, she said, well, there were thousands of protesters over the summer, and out of them, only a small group turned violent. There were mm -hmm. thousands of protesters uh, yesterday, but only out of a few of them turned violent. And I was like, uh, it's not. 
<laughs> it's like that's that's a false equivalency right there. You know what I mean? It, it is. Especially it is. when when the police were instigating the violence everywhere uh, over the summer, there there was no instigation. This this one one hundred percent. I think that's one of the biggest things. But we got Hollywood homies who were at like some of the very first protests and demonstrations they are literally on their hands and knees with their fucking hands up and these law enforcement these cops start hurling tear gas bro you didn't see that at this event and well and and the way the way the way she worded it is really what upset me i was like where are you pulling these numbers from because she said she she said by my numbers it's like the same thing you know thousands of people a few hundred were violent i'm like uh, so i looked it up on the internet (laughs) (laughs) i was like it's a low ball to like 20 million or 2 million whatever it's in the millions the mm-hmm. low ball number of people that participated in the the george floyd protest mm-hmm. and out of them i think there was like eighteen thousand arrests made or something like that i don't have the exact numbers but i did post the exact numbers when i responded to her oh wow nice and, and that was and that's that is so you know that's that's a lot that, that's we're in the millions here and and people were getting arrested during the protest and everything yeah yeah and what what do we see during the Capitol riots? We don't see the same thing. So it's not fair to compare them when, you know, I just, why, why is that the immediate response? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and wh- like, the first thing people want to say is if you condemn one thing, you have to condemn the other. What other motherfucker? There ain't no other side to this well, shit. Yeah. Well, I responded. I was like, what's your pro- what, well, what's your opinion on, on athletes kneeling during the national anthem? And, uh, you know, no surprise. Those these people are against that, too. Sure. Of so course. it's like. Sure. OK. So it's like, uh, well. That's that's why you got the, the the George Floyd protests. Yeah. Now here it, it's it's just it's like a tantrum, you know. They're throwing a tantrum, and, and yeah. you, you, So I I don't I don't like that they're equating it because they're BLM. That wasn't a tantrum. <laughs> right, right. And you know, since exactly BLM was not a tantrum. <laughs> this tantrum was because our fucking president is saying that the election was fraudulent and then brought it up in the court of law and shit, nothing, nothing was able to stick. So the summertime was a completely different event. Since we're on the topic of social media, I, I have to say what well, we threw up on the podcast page. You know, we threw up a scene from the boys from season two of the boys. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What's his, name? He, <laughs> his name in the, in the show is it starts with an S is, um, I mean, it's the actor is, uh, Ian Carlo Esposito. Yeah. The boy. He's a bad guy in a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah. um, but in season two of The Boys, I remember this scene when he's talking to Carl Urban, uh, Billy, Billy Butcher, and he says, Butcher. <laughs> Butcher. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what does he say? He says, I, I can't, I, I can't throw a tantrum like an entitled maniac. That's a white man's luxury. So we put that on our Instagram mm-hmm. page. And the cast of color went nuts. That post has gotten went, went viral. Damn <laughs> shit. I mean, it's gotten like twelve hundred likes. You know what I mean? And it 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 triggered clearly a lot of people because people had their own comments to say. And since we're on the topic of social media, while that is a scene from the boys, you know, that that definitely can trigger some people. It was it was a straight up it was a straight up a clap at white people and saying how white people are given the luxury of throwing a tantrum like that with different repercussions than people of color. 
and I, I I agree with that shit, man. <laughs> and it's because yeah, when you when you see when you see the reaction of law enforcement, how come it looks like fucking museum security at the Capitol building? But these BLM protests, they are aggressive as fuck, and they are whooping young people's ass. I mean, it was a it, it's it's a lot of there was a lot of white people exactly, <laughs> and that is the factor. This Marine I served with, I went to boot camp with this asshole. His argument was again. This is on social media. <laughs> so we're, we're talking about social media and the Capitol building. His thing was the reason why there's a different reaction to BLM is because there's a higher threat level. I was like, why is that? I was like, how come BLM is seen as more threatening? It's because of the actual people in that fucking movement. You got a big group of full of color people, full of niggas, young people. Most of the time we're at these demonstrations and protests during the summer, young people of color hell yeah i mean that's why people view it as more threatening you know what i'm saying and if it was when it is a large group of predominantly white people when we saw this it was pro objectively we're being objective it's a lot mostly white people the yeah. response from law enforcement is significantly different yeah so it's that that's that's it you know what i mean and it's it, the reception from law enforcement is a fucking 180 bro. i mean they, they, they literally beat beat a cop to death which I also saw on social media. It's crazy, dude. Like everything is on. Yeah, uh, bro. Everything's on Facebook, Reddit, Instagram, Twitter. You just that is nuts. You just that, see, that cop yeah. passed away, died, right? I mean, yeah, they beat they beat yeah. him to death with the with an American flag pole. Isn't that ironic? Oh, yeah, oh it was either that God. or like a fire extinguisher or something. That shit was. Oh, I heard that, Joe. I heard fire extinguisher. Yeah. Yeah, but there's it, a yeah yeah that's dude. And the, before oh, we yeah. like move on, like especially when we're comparing like who's more threatening or the other like if you want to think about the types of people that were at the capitol mm -hmm. a lot of them are like they're military and a lot of them are like off-duty cops and yeah, a lot of them armed all of them are armed and something that not everyone is really talking about is kind of like just brushed off is the fact that there were bombs there yes dude. <laughs> right like, that you can't like <laughs> when did blm plant bombs anywhere like there Joe, was three, right at the Capitol. Yeah, where are these bombs? Because I've heard that too, and that that is that that happened. There were bombs there. Well, there was bombs. They had zip ties. They they had like zip tie handcuffs. They wanted to break into Congress and, Bro, and what kidnap the them. And that, that's they what had, I'm saying. Like, what yeah. the fuck is the goal? Well, I mean, what the media isn't showing. What I have been seeing on social media is is the little makeshift nooses that they made. They made like nooses outside of the Capitol. Dude, yeah, there there were nooses and they were putting up crosses. And who is the one yeah. that puts up crosses? Okay, we can agree. Those <laughs> yeah, are some like, country ass bumpkin motherfuckers who do some shit like that. Just written. Yes. But yeah. these were these were some of the bottom of the barrel trash people who pulled up to the Capitol. We have to acknowledge they were some of the most scum motherfuckers didn't have friends in high school, have found a cult. Mm -hmm. I want to connect with other people type of people. You know what yeah. I'm saying? These and are the bottom of the barrel, motherfucker. And then you have actual some were politicians who were getting. And I'm glad that people are freezing these fucking images and, and arresting these people like that asshole who is just walking away. He's waving at the camera. Yeah, he's he's arrested. yeah holding the podium. Exactly. Holding so the podium. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, so happy. And it's like they should be getting arrested. I don't fucking feel bad. You need to go after them because it affects the credibility of American institutions. You punk ass. Yeah, I mean, and it's I mean, foreign countries see this. They're like, oh, I could just walk into the Capitol and fucking kidnap Congress. Oh, bro, straight up. But but if you got a group of of young people of color on Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood, you got to trap just, them in a tunnel. 
with just signs, you got to corner them off and come out in riot gear and just start whooping their fucking ass, bro. It's so different. And that's why it's so triggering. It was hard for me to work that day. It's hard to just continue working when you see some shit like that, man. It, it triggers you. It, tr- it triggers me. And it's funny to see how it triggers other people differently. They're upset. Be- I'm like, what? We're upset. They're upset because we're upset. And Joe, Joe, we're talking about social media. Joe came and and hit me with some shit that an account said about us. Because I, as I said, I was, you know, we were using the cast of color page to respond to some of these comments. And one of them straight said that black people are white. They're the whiniest race. Hmm. You know, and this was just, this was the this was the guy that you were arguing with that morning. Like, I he must have deleted oh, I, the I comment. Mentioned, I mentioned that asshole yeah. too in our fucking story. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm gonna call you out, bro. And if this is what you stand for, be own up to that shit. Don't yeah. don't don't block us. Own up to that shit. If you think black people are whiny and all that shit, you fucking leave your profile private. Don't block us, and you own up to that shit with your punk ass. But half these assholes, that's what they did. They fucking blocked us. Blocked. We went, yeah, blocked. It's like if you want to clap back, we have facts on our page. We stand for diversity. We have a report that supports that with numbers and research data. Y'all motherfuckers are talking about facts. When there the guys, are no facts. <laughs> one of the guys was just bringing up uh, this random shit, so I got I got tired of it. And uh, I found out that he he only he had a GoFundMe set up for, uh, for <laughs> petty. Yeah, and, Gerardo was uh, being petty. <laughs> he needed he needed fifteen hundred, and I told him I was like, "Bro, you only made five dollars out of out of your fifteen hundred. <laughs> he said, "What are oh you talking gosh. about, bro? I made I made I made five k. I sent him a screenshot, <laughs> and he blocked me right after. I sent him a screenshot Jesus of his GoFundMe." Christ. He's trying Bro, to, fuck that. Fuck that. His page this, sucked. His this page, guy's page sucked. literally said uh, uh the whitest Mexican you know. Wow. What he is it? Like what? A, yeah. Bro, and if you you know, he had some kind That's of a weird com- flex. Weird flex. <laughs> weird yeah, flex. He, yeah, he had, he had weird TikToks up and and all this Yeah, stuff. like a little bit of he had like one Batman Beyond post on there that I thought was legitimately cool. So I went on there and I was like, man, this is this is the <laughs> the only cool post you have on your entire page i made another comment and i was like <laughs> page of trash though <laughs> he said i was he said i was simping for he said i was simping for for this podcast like bro <laughs> i'm in it <laughs> like, yeah, what do you mean what do you mean simping this is one of the hosts what are you talking about <laughs> he was, he was like uh, he was like i don't take cringe selfies i don't i don't have any selfies on my instagram but i i guess i have videos up i guess you thought those were selfies yeah so then i went on his post and i was like Bro, this TikTok is cringe. He has like TikToks <laughs> up on his page and everything. He got he got real upset. He didn't think that. <laughs> oh, bro, he deleted every single comment we were saying. And you, this is not just about popping off on people on social media. It's about what you're bringing to the table. What are you bringing to the conversation? Because a yeah, lot of the responses, no facts. Yeah, bro, and they're trying to say this same person was like, you know, I respect you guys a lot more if you uh, would just be open minded. I'm like, no, fuck that. This kind of civil disagreement that you're seeking this respect from us i'm not seeking your respect you're not the type of pro- person i am seeking approval from asshole you're wrong this is something different what happened at the capitol is different than what happened this summer during black lives matter you know what i mean damn the organization motherfuckers are talking about the specific black lives matter organization I'm like it's a civil rights movement at the end of yeah. the day if you can't the, get behind yeah. that that's the what BLM, i'm yeah the, the, what i want to clarify uh me and my me and my roommate uh talked about it me and jarell 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 is uh, jarell is black <laughs> yes yes and he's also <laughs> the singer <laughs> yeah we gotta yeah also the singer on 
the motherfucking theme song. So let's give a shout oh, out yeah. to Terrell. Come on Terrell. now. <laughs> <laughs> he, um, we were talking about it. He was like, well, there's BLM all caps and there's BLM lowercase. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's like, we're not part of the all caps BLM. That's the organization that's run right. by some shady people. That shit Absolutely. Is shady. Absolutely. It's like, shady. It, it's yeah. shady to attach anything political with the fucking civil rights mm -hmm. movement. I don't want any ties to that shit. Yeah. Yeah, you know that, what I'm that's saying? The thing. It's like, it's weird that like people were like, BLM doesn't have a figurehead. It's like, you don't need one. That's the point. Yeah. Everyone mm -hmm. is BLM. It's a movement. Exactly. Because once you put a fucking yeah. figurehead, it becomes convoluted because yeah. look at, look at our fucking president, bro. I'm that's why, that's fuck. why we're, that's why we're lowercase BLM, you know, we're not part yeah. of the organization. Lowercase BLM. <laughs> that's but that, that's some people's <laughs> argument, bro. And, just uh, when we posted that thing from the boys, the responses that we got, I just didn't see a lot of substantiated arguments, bro. I just saw reactionary comments. You know what I'm saying? And this is an isolated event post-election. That, that's it. It's irrelevant to Black Lives Matter. Leave it at that. Yes, and if you, if you try to bring anything else, I'm going to fucking clap back. It's, I, you know, it does take energy to clap back on your cell phone, mm -hmm. on social media. And I'd say that's one thing that is important. So... It is important to take a break from social media. It is important to just delete the apps for even just for a day or two. If it can go longer, a week, great. When you yeah. run the podcast, we like to be timely on movie news. That's the fun part about running a podcast page about movie news. It's dope to be on top of shit, but it can get draining when you're going back and forth with people. It can take a toll on you mentally. But when you're passionate, sometimes it's feeling like less stressful to me these days. It's easy for me to pop back and yeah, <laughs> just... go at it with these assholes. Fuck that, bro. I'm not holding back. Yeah, I see the poster. Yeah, this is like one of the most liked posts on the page. It has like 1250. Yeah. Oh, it's five comments. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. 1250 <laughs> likes, 75 comments. It's yeah, Joe, fucking solid. That and you know it's funny that you sent that our way, Joe, and we put that up. And because I remember watching that scene during the boys. I was like, oh yeah, it's fucking true. <laughs> it's it's completely true, bro. Mm -hmm. as, as as you know, I'm black and Hawaiian. If I'm if I have an opinion, I'm whiny. Or I'm loud. That's how a lot of people interpret it. Or I'm angry about some shit. But yeah, maybe I might be. Shit, who gives a fuck? I mean, what you know? What is a black, black person I'm angry? <laughs> yeah. What is? I mean, what do black people have to be extremely happy about? It's like we segregation. We were segregated, and then we're no longer segregated. Now everyone's telling us to catch up, and you should be happy about it. Like, uh, fuck you, assholes. A lot of shit that we have to. Everyone's make grandparents were still fucking living through segregation. Yeah, <laughs> bro. Straight up, there are people alive now who. <laughs> People are alive now who back in the day, niggas were in the back of the bus. So it's, <laughs> it's going to yeah, take favorite, time. Uh, my, my, one of my favorite videos from the hey. Capitol building thing was uh, when they were scaling that wall. Oh, yeah. The, <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> that lady the fell. Stairs, yeah, the stairs were right around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> like walls work put up walls walls work <laughs> white people like, clearly yeah. walls work <laughs> like. It's so funny to me, like you, like there's, they've been talking about walls, walls this whole time. Oh maybe yeah, that's why, maybe that's why they think that the walls work because they can't climb. <laughs> that's it. It's hilarious. There's so many videos of like the actual border wall, like showing how it literally doesn't work, how people can just jump them. Yeah, and it's like these people couldn't even scale this like wall that was maybe like what 15 feet. Yeah, <laughs> decently like, climbable. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's it's it's. There is so much irony this this time around, but but yeah, there is. There is. I think that's why the word hypocrisy is so easily thrown in here. 
You know what I mean? So many people are calling others hypocrites. It's like condemning this does not make one a hypocrite asshole. It makes you a fucking regular person. What kind of American is proud of this? You know? Yeah. Who can really be proud? Yeah. Joe, Joe, what did you have something to to say? I know when Gerardo was saying something about scaling the wall. Did you have anything to say kind of about before this? Before that, oh, I just wanted to bring up, uh, this is kind of tracking back a little bit, but when Michael Shea said, because uh, you were talking about how, you know, slavery was long ago and yeah. some people yeah. were like, oh, well, it was like 400 years ago, like, you know, or oh whatever. My God. Yeah, yeah, but I've and, heard, uh, heard the but, Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I was just remembering Michael Shea on his old stand up saying like, oh, slavery was 400 years ago. Yeah. Oh, but 9-11. Never forget. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, straight up. Straight up. Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up, Joe. 9-11. Um, one of the boys who shows a lot of love to our podcast page. It's a cos- cosplay guy. Um, it's a white dude. His name is like... Ca- ca- his Instagram handle is like something cosplay, constantly no cosplay or something like that. But I think he's a oh, he he hosts. Uh, yeah, no, I know you're talking about. Yeah, he, real cool uh, dude. Gla- glasses and a beard. Yes, glasses and a beard. And him being a, a white yeah. veteran, you know, he he was like, uh, he was like, you know, the, this is actual terrorism. We were sent overseas to go battle terrorists, but there's actual terrorism happening right here. And we're not doing anything about it. I was like, bro, it's easy to ship U.S. troops off to a, a foreign country overseas to go shoot and kill brown people. That's what we did when we went to Afghanistan. We went there to to fight a war. I'm like, it's easier to label brown people who look different, believe in different shit, to label them as terrorists and go over there strapped to the fucking teeth with guns and equipment rather than labeling people right here who are strapped like a motherfucker with guns as terrorists. It's a lot easier to go to mm. Afghanistan and yeah. fight a war. I call them terrorists. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, yeah, I hate the people. And we celebrate that, that like shit the... in the media. A lot of these military movies. As a military veteran, we celebrate a lot of fucking white military people just killing brown people overseas. That's what celebrate a lot of these military movies, man. That's not the entire military story. You know, there's mm-hmm. more people of color in the military, and even our fucking military isn't influenced <laughs> it's by. Not, it's not all Jeremy Renner and Bradley Cooper. Yeah, bro. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. The fuck, man. It's so much more than that. So much more. There are so many people of color I serve with. I was like, oh, damn, I know as many niggas in, in the military. I know as many that, that, yeah, Hispanics that, in the military. It's that's, so that's diverse. Me, that's what gets me about like some of the military people that were that were at the, the Capitol. Yeah, I'm like, bro, it's I like, know you serve with you had to. There's so many people of color. There's way more people of color. There's so many. There's so many. It's how could you be up there? Def- and it, it's you see that, Gerardo. Like I see yeah. people I serve with in the Marine Corps who believe in this shit. I'm like, yeah. bro, we were in Afghanistan together in the same fucking yeah. tent, asshole. We should do another another episode on this. Like bring up numbers with like Army, Marines, Navy, see, see the demographics. Oh, so. I would love that. Take That'd a note of that cool. shit. Military episode. But yeah, no, I think the, <laughs> the guys that, that dude you were talking to is Sorry if you're listening to this, but Castiglione cosplay. Yes, yes. that is the boy. Sounds he, right. Yeah, he shows yeah. a lot of love. But yeah, bro, that, that was just my thing about the military and how this we were talking about bombs earlier. This is fucking domestic terrorism, bro. But mm-hmm. we talk about 9-11. Don't ever forget. Like you said, never forget. Never forget 9-11. Well, if, if they if they dragged mm-hmm. that cop out and beat him to death, imagine what they would have done if they got someone like AOC or Nancy Pelosi. Bro, what the yeah. brutality. Look, really, though. Know? Really, well, they were, they, the, the reason that lady got shot is they, they were yelling, hang Mike Pence. 
And oh my Mike, gosh, Mike did not know him. that. Yeah. Well, they were yelling, hang Mike Pence, because they thought that Mike Pence was betraying them because it's his job to count the ballots. <laughs> right, right. And yeah, the, the vice president, wasn't he saying that uh, we don't have enough to to. Yeah, yeah. He, he straight up said, uh, yeah, we're not going to we're going to he, he finalizes it pretty much. It, and it's traditional that he finalizes it. It's not technically his job, but it's traditional. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mm-hmm. he did it like he was in Congress and he was finalizing the stuff. Yeah. And um, that's why they went to go. Uh, uh, what, what did Trump say? He said, go cheer them on. Yeah, yeah, bro. Give us spots. The first thing is asked to go home, go home. We know, we know, we won this election fair and square. We know it was fraudulent. Go home. We love you. (laughs) Oh my gosh! And it's it's you know that meme that's also going viral where it it has Trump's quote from when the looting starts, the shooting starts, and then it has Mm -hmm. his quote from his response to this that that little meme that's going around. I'm so glad it is. You know, it's mm-hmm. it, within six months, the same year. That's what you had to say about two different things that happened. So it's it's easy for me to call that guy an asshole. Everyone's there. There's this people are negating the responsibility that the president has. I've been clapping back and forth with people about that. They're like, well, Trump is not responsible for these people. I'm like, sure, he's not. But he's responsible for what comes out of his fucking mouth. And what do you ha- think? I don't. But I has- think he is responsible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and he, he has a big responsibility as the president. How come we're negating his responsibility and his role as the president? Like what he says has weight. It has yeah. fucking value. Like stop, stop saying that he can just go on here and make shit up, and what it'd be okay. Obama under under a microscope. Yeah, yeah. bro. Everyone got always talking shit about it. But and, Obama and, and care dropping. Those fuck- people will be those people will be bringing up Obama drone striking other countries every two seconds. Oh my gosh! And, and it's like, but they're but Trump is their favorite president. Legitimately, <laughs> legitimately, Trump's the guy to stand up to. To, to these people who need to be called out. I'm like, oh, gosh, we can have someone else do it, man. It's it's nuts. It's nuts. You know, we we are not a. It's like, was Obama the perfect president? It's like, no. But yeah, I feel like he got a, a lot of unnecessary hate because he was black. Yeah. <laughs> One of the people I, I was uh, arguing with uh, on Facebook, she po- she has a post where she calls um, Obama and I am quoting here. No, oh, good. She calls him, uh, what a despicable piece of trash. He's nothing but an anti-American, anti-Christ Muslim and traitor to the American people. That's what she says wow. about Obama. One of the people that I was arguing with about the wow. riots. And what, what is... I found that on her page. <laughs> they think, how, how... See, that's the thing. They think I'm not going to look through their post history. Oh, no. You're getting ran. You're, bro, I'm going through your bullshit. Some yeah. person, I, I think it's funny. I, threw in some, I put something on my personal page on Instagram about the Capitol and I threw in some fitness hashtags and someone commented there like, said nothing. <laughs> they're, like they're like it has nothing to do with <laughs> and they're at the end of the day you're fucking marketing on social media it's Instagram you throw in whatever the fuck you think is gonna get a lot of likes and it does it breached yeah. you'd be some there are athletes who are oh yeah this is cool like yeah whatever I don't give a shit if you're on social media in some way you're fucking marketing yourself and I, I responded back I was I would run circles around you in the fucking gym don't you ever play yourself, number one, because <laughs> <laughs> your followers on all that shit, your ratio sucks. It'll fucking come for me, too. I can hashtag whatever the fuck I please on social media. But that was just funny because I, I deleted it afterwards. I can't give too much energy to every fucking person who responds. So that's what I'm getting to learn. It's getting, <laughs> believe it or not, it's getting easier to, to respond at some people. I try not to insult, but 
when you pop off at what we stand for and your argument sucks and has no validity, I am going, I might insult you a little bit. I'm trying not to, but fuck the bullshit. <laughs> you might get mm-hmm. insulted. So I hope your profile picture is cool and not stupid because some of these assholes who are popping off, <laughs> you're talking about their default pictures. <laughs> and that's what happens. We get, I get petty. It's, I'm going to go there. Don't, don't, don't think yeah, I won't. I mean, if you're not bringing up facts, then you're not yeah. bringing up facts. Yeah, fuck well, You know, so. one, one more thing before we move on from that. And just something to think about that I've been noticing is oddly, a lot of the fitness community, a lot of fitness Instagram people are like, they lean right, which I think is like, I don't know. It's just something I noticed, you know? Yeah. And that's probably, that's probably why they responded to your hashtag comment, because this person was probably like a, like a right winger or something, you know? And you know, it's it's funny you say that I get, I get a lot of left, you know, I, I see some of these people, these fitness people are right. But uh, I also see a lot who are left and they'll have that. I always look for, you know, the black screen on one's profile. You got the black square, then you're probably <laughs> not, not <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, I, I even said, it's like, yeah, sure, this post is not, but shit, my page is. I've, I've competed in physique competitions. Don't ever play yourself. So there's some kind of relevance there. But it's funny you say that about athletes, bro. And um, all those fucking fitness people are corny anyway. So fuck it. You know, it's. You use your platform to stand up for some shit of value, not just some bullshit gym shark basic ass. But uh, I, I digress. <laughs> that was that, that was good. You know, I'm glad that we I'm glad that was our diversity report for this for this episode. It was supposed to be a very chill diversity report that we had lined up. But um, us being the cast of color, we can't just turn a blind eye to topics like this. This is right up our fucking alley. So um, it's that's. That's our diversity report. Gentlemen, we have anything else before we before we move on? Because this is heated and I, I can go all day talking about shit like this. But we do have this uh, movie review section up next. So before we move forward, y'all got anything else? Uh, what a season opener to 2021. What a season promotion. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro. I did, I, I did not expect this. I, oh, you know, it's so funny that that Republican, very conservative woman, I think Tommy Lauren, what's her name? Is her name Tommy, Tommy Lauren? Yeah, Tommy, Tommy Lauren, Lauren. You know, her Tommy tweet has Lauren. been going. Yeah, her tweet has been going viral because of when she said that if if Trump, if Trump were to win the oh, when when Trump wins, which he is, she quoted, he is going to win. Everyone's going to go. What the fuck does she say? When, I think when it, Trump loses, every, uh, Republicans are going to do the same thing they do every day. Go to work. Oh, exactly. But if Biden. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But if if Biden. Yeah. Biden just, loses. <laughs> exactly. But if Biden loses, um, there's going to be looting and all this shit. And, you know, Biden won. Trump lost. And <laughs> the opposite fucking happened. And it's yeah. it's. Yeah. So now something a little more lighthearted, lighthearted and much needed. Actually, Soul isn't really that lighthearted. <laughs> when, when we're thinking about it, yeah, especially as an adult. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So yeah. uh, Disney Pixar Soul. It, yes. Yeah. The movie review section. Here we go. Yeah. Before we get into it, I, I did want to say that, uh, you know, as a quick note, I thought it was pretty cool that this movie felt more like a um, more like an adult's movie than a kid's movie. It felt it felt like it wasn't trying to be a kid's movie at all. Like sometimes. for sure. Yeah, the concepts like kids. I think, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely Pixar's most adult movie. Like usually every every Pixar movie you look at, 
or watch is like it's very much geared towards kids and then adults are supposed to pick out the little things that are planted for them to absolutely you know absolutely yeah but this one is like straight up like like i don't even think kids would even like this movie because they they won't even understand touches on so many different things how they can i don't see how they can understand like you know they haven't lived enough life (laughs) yeah bro and yeah because it takes you through so many different it's like you got to kind of keep up with this movie too Mm because the different parts that get them like from this place back to earth and to get like there there are certain aspects that are needed from a yeah so we'll go ahead so uh so Disney Pixar Soul is uh, directed by Pete Doctor, and this is the guy that also did uh, Inside Out. Oh yes, and so, Up, um, I believe, right? And in, uh, yes, I, I yes he did do Up as well. So oh, this nice. guy's pretty cool. This guy's pretty cool. Felt very Inside Out. You can. It, it felt mm-hmm. there are some aspects that yeah. felt Inside Out. I, yeah. I felt like Inside Out was like a he he made that one a kids movie. Just so very much to trust him. Very and, much, yeah. Because it feels like. Inside Out, if he probably wanted to make it more like this, <laughs> yeah, because this guy. But it's easy to do it with kids, and they're yeah. Yeah. So the movie is about, uh, and we're just gonna do spoilers then. This is yeah. a this is a spoiler. It's been out for weeks. Yeah, it's been cool. out. For weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, um, it's gonna be. It's about a jazz musician named Joe Gardner. The boy by Jamie Fox. Jamie. Jamie Fox. <laughs> Joe Gardner <laughs> is uh is a middle school jazz teacher who you know his life he's a middle school jazz teacher you know middle school I, they play middle school by saying there's a reason they did middle school <laughs> I, a, I i go to i go to school for jazz so nice hit, hit very close to home i thought it would gerardo i thought <laughs> actually let me let me ask you this before we get into it yeah because this movie gerardo um there's not really a lot of jazz in this so is that like something that you were kind of bummed on or well, no, I, I thought uh, a lot of people saying there's not, but I was like, I, I heard, I heard a lot of jazz. Quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, you know, there was the, and it's all in the background, but, or I don't know, like uh, there's a scene towards the end where he's jamming with the band and like they go through all those different songs. <laughs> there's like mm-hmm. full mm-hmm. versions of those on Spotify. So that's pretty cool. And uh, gotcha. when I heard the music okay. in this, I was like, wow, this is real jazz. It's not La La Land jazz. It's not Disney jazz. It's like Charlie Parker bebop jazz it was really cool to hear yeah that's yeah. you mentioned that there, there's a podcast about soul i was listening to it at the gym it's a soul mm-hmm. podcast and uh this journalist oh it used to be a journalist dude he said he has people on there talking about the type of music the jazz music they have its influence on hip-hop you know what i mean it's it's mm-hmm. a pretty cool little podcast on spotify just about the soul movie and all the music aspects musical aspects that went into it so yeah uh, it's yeah, cool. So John John Batiste is uh yeah John but ba- but yeah I think that's his name. John, uh, he's the um he's the one that did uh all the jazz stuff, all the jazz arrangements for this this stuff. He played all the piano. Nice. Mm-hmm. And um the score was written by Trent Reznor and and this other guy. But uh, Trent Reznor Atticus is, Ross. Atticus, yeah, uh, really. Yeah, Trent Reznor oh. and Atticus Ross, the guys from Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, exactly. yeah, Trent Reznor, he's the guy from Nine Inch Nails. He's been doing movies for for a while now. <laughs> he did Gone Girl, I think. So I love uh, that fucking movie. That movie's so dope. Yeah. Trent Reznor yeah. did the score for that. Yeah, he's from Nine Inch Nails. He's pretty cool. Nice. What do you call uh what's it called? But uh so so the so he's a middle school band teacher, Joe Gardner. Mm-hmm. He gets a gig with uh with uh, one of his favorite saxophone players ever. And he dies <laughs> the same day <laughs> when he gets transported into the soul world. He finds out that 
there is an afterlife, the great beyond. The great beyond. He, he kind of is able to escape that, and he ends up in the great before, <laughs> where <laughs> new souls are made. Now, this part, uh, I guess, is controversial with the more religious types. Um, oh. Remember mm -hmm. we, uh, on the podcast, uh, you posted someone's review, that guy that eats chicken wings or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mr. Uh, Mr. Cash. Mr. Damn it. Mr. Cash meet ca cash out right now. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> the boy, oh, yeah. that, shout out to the boy, though. Always showing love to the page. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But he straight up threw up like shit. Five out of ten for this. Five out of ten. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I don't agree with that. Uh, one of his points of contention was that um, he didn't like the. The, the the death aspect of the movie mm -hmm. like that's the whole point of the movie yeah yeah <laughs> you know, he, he, uh and uh i can see how it could be controversial yeah, it's not just him it's also like religious people that i've seen posting about it and, and they had the same problem with coco mm -hmm. uh that you know yeah. it's just they have a problem with anything that challenges their views yes yes so uh it's not just and i'm not talking about this guy specifically anymore i'm talking about in general like the the people that are usually against this type of stuff that i see absolutely post. i love how you point out coco too because i think i do think coco and soul i think there's similarities as far as the the stories being told and who they're told by uh yeah yeah the musical yes. aspect of each yeah mm -hmm. i think there's similarities <laughs> yeah it's funny it's like you put coco and and soul together and that's like uh that's, that's that's me <laughs> <laughs> a, little, a little jazz and young mexican boy straight up <laughs> called, um... so you know they're they're in the great before here we see this is where new souls are made uh so new souls they they have to find out what their spark is in life before they can go to earth their right? spark yes um i thought that was a pretty cool concept you i did i did I, yeah. and, it, and it came in the form of uh isn't there like a room there's like a room where it's like the everything room or something yeah, the hall of everything the hall they, of everything they, they that's everything all yeah all. they have like a little baking station and they have some paint if you painting might be your spark and yeah the mm -hmm. hall of everything mm -hmm. yeah and then there, there's the hall of yourself which is um because these new souls they're they're mentored by people from earth that are of of great uh great merit <laughs> great merit yes muhammad um, ali was a mentor marie mm -hmm. antoinette <laughs> <laughs> uh, lady Teresa. <laughs> yeah yeah hey get this get this so um uh 22 who we haven't talked about yet but yeah. he like when she goes remember when she goes through her little room and then she has all the names of the stickers of all her mentors yes mm -hmm. One of them is Jack Kirby. One of the oh. names on the wall. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> Jack Kirby. Jack Kirby, for those of you that don't know, is uh, him and Stan Lee were the, 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 the dynamic duo. And Jack Kirby did a lot, actually. A little bit the more boys. than Stan Lee. But... Yeah. Uh, you know, that's Jack Kirby legend. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty funny though. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. That's a good scene to throw that up. Yeah, Jack Kirby's I... getting a lot more shouts now too, which is great because it used to only be Stan Lee. Only Stan Lee. Yeah. yeah now Steve Ditko and Jack Kirby are getting a little bit more shout outs, which I think is pretty cool. Good. It's well deserved. There's a lot of minds up to some of these classic Marvel characters, bro. Mm -hmm. Okay, but yeah, so, back let's let's get back to Soul. <laughs> easy. <laughs> so uh so Joe ends up as the mentor for 
this new soul called 22, which is voiced by Tina Fey. Tina Fey, the girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just want to say the voice acting in this movie was great because like I, I, heard him, I, I, I couldn't even tell it was Tina Fey. I was like, who is? They sound familiar, but I couldn't place it. A lot of familiarity, and it wasn't as easy to place Tina then, Fey. Uh, I knew yeah. it was just because I knew coming into the movie, but yeah, I uh, didn't. <laughs> yeah, I didn't so, know. I didn't know anyone. Vo- I didn't look up anything about this movie because oh, that's cool. Spoilers. Oh, that's so, good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, I didn't even realize it was Jamie Foxx until like until like halfway through. Oh shit! I, I recognize his fucking voice. I'm like, oh, that's Jamie's black ass. I know Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> I know too that nigga's voice. It's <laughs> too distracted. <laughs> I was just lost in the story. Sorry. Dumb. So when he's the so so he ends up as the mentor for the Soul Twenty Two. Twenty Two has had tons of mentors, like Joe mentioned, a lot of famous people, and. Uh, pre- at this point, 22 is pretty much unteachable. Like they're trying to find 22 spark because that's what'll get her uh, it onto Earth. Right. So the the problem comes when she 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 apparently isn't passionate about anything. She she tries everything in the hall of everything. Joe shows his life to her and, and nothing. So they go into this um weird weird realm where um it says it's called the zone the zone yeah sorry I need yeah to drink some water real quick <laughs> it's all good all good all good gotta stay hydrated we out here come on now i smacked a brew and a fucking bottled water within this recording session <laughs> <laughs> so uh when when 22 can't really find her spark they go to yes. this place called the zone where 22 is friends with this uh so the zone <laughs> It's, it's this movie has such abstract concepts. That's what I was going to say. It's a, it's a very <laughs> conceptual because we were talking about the jazz, the actual jazz music of this movie earlier. Uh, mm-hmm. You two and Gerardo, how you said you believe there is jazz music in here. Me, what I got from this movie is sometimes it was so conceptual. Bro, it took me a solid two, three times to watch this motherfucking movie. But I watched the first time I watched it all the way through, but I was kind of up and about sometimes yeah. just fucking cool. off. Yeah, it's but cool yeah, it's, it's like very that. conceptual. Yeah, I mean, when, you, when you're in the zone, like it, when they're in the zone, it's it's cool it's because yeah, that's like uh, in the movie you're in the zone when you're like, it's uh you know Joe is in the zone when he's playing piano or whatever. It's it's really cool. Yes, people are there's it, different it, people uh are that are in the zone. There's uh actors and there's uh yes. what's his face. <laughs> What, what there's the, actors there's athletes what was the basketball fucking oh yeah they played the knicks they had this joke about the new york knicks when like their <laughs> athletes are in the zone so this basketball player was going He's up like, for a dunk yeah. yeah and then tina phase 22 she like throws something to like get him out of the zone yeah, and miss it. <laughs> yeah. it's she, funny though she's always she was always saying stuff like how like oh i've been messing with this team for years yeah <laughs> yeah it, it was the Knicks. it was the new york yeah. Knicks. <laughs> oh, the poor Knicks. yeah bro the... it's funny like, yeah, cause when they're in the zone they're just it's like they're one with their their spark and that's yeah, when they're in the zone yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it's pretty mm. cool like um you know me and my musician friends talked about it <laughs> oh good because it's like yeah i don't know it's it's cool it's like it's really weird to explain yeah an instrument. yeah I feel I feel I can imagine how, you know, even an instrument specifically, even the sense of noise kind of canceling out other things and you focusing on the next note. We did a pretty good job, though. We did a pretty good job at showing it, honestly, though. It's pretty cool. Um, Yeah. So uh, 
they're in the zone and they meet this guy uh who 22 is friends with named moonwind <laughs> <laughs> the homie moonwind he's the boy he's <laughs> yeah off the wall <laughs> he's just he's just this this crazy guy in new york that <laughs> yeah uh, looks like a, just, looks like a crazy new york guy i think he's just tripping the whole time his hair like, and shit he's listening to like bob dylan and everything it's, it's hilarious <laughs> um looked accurate <laughs> yeah so this moonwing guy uh knows uh how to get souls back into their bodies apparently he knows the rituals <laughs> yeah i know he's gonna do it on the street <laughs> yeah. so basically uh joe is about to get sent back into his body and he 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 messes it up somehow and he ends up in a cat's body and 22 ends up in his body <laughs> yeah i like that I, I know a lot of people the dumbest argument i heard about this movie is that it's racist because because uh, i i really wanted to bring this up i'm glad you did it yeah. <laughs> because oh, I, I didn't hear this there's there's a lot of discourse about the fact that you're putting like uh a, a like they try to argue that like oh you're putting like a white woman in a black guy's body it's like no, she's like she's nothing right now. She's like nothing. she's literally nobody. Yeah, yeah. You're missing the whole point of the movie is like that she she t- shows him how to live throughout the course of it because he's not living his he he obviously he can't be in charge of his own body. Like yeah, and they they even do a small part where they explain why her voice is female. She, like when yeah. they're when they're little spirits, like he she's like I chose this voice just <laughs> because says, it uh, sounds annoying. He says, why do you sound like a middle aged white woman? Exactly. Why do you sound like a middle aged <laughs> white woman? She's like I can sound like this. So she did a man's voice. I can sound like this. Mm-hmm. I just choose to sound like this. So it's like she's nothing. It's yeah yeah yeah. She, she, yeah. So that's that, I feel like did these people even watch the movie yeah <laughs> like, and it's like it's um they said that it's this is where it turns into a kids movie apparently i'm like no this is all you like i feel like these devices were used the right way yeah it's like it's mm-hmm. not like ham-fisted or anything it's like yes there's a talking animal but it's not in the disney fucking Ra- disney talking animal cheesy way and that's what people focus on just the very fact that there is a talking cat mm-hmm. well, it's, like, it's, it's distracting all of a sudden well and the thing mm-hmm. is is like when when jamie fox was the cat he learned how to enjoy the little things in life too while he was a cat mm-hmm. like when he was in the sun in the sun <laughs> he, he yeah chasing the little light when he's the cat like he he just he he finds joy in being a cat like he, he's never really <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean it's, it's like, very conceptual yeah. right you got to keep mm-hmm. up with this shit it's it's and yeah it's like a, so so the movie you know is about him trying to get back into his body at this point so um this is the same day he has the gig yeah <laughs> every artist's dream right book right? the fucking mm-hmm. gig so, of your life so just to summarize what happened so far Joe Gardner died. Yep. His soul got put into a cat's body and a new soul got put into his body. Yes. <laughs> and uh, he has a gig th- this night. He has to get ready for the gig and get back in his, his own body before it. Right? Yeah. So what happens from here yep. is um, I think really where the movie really starts teaching its lessons, which, mm-hmm. I, you know, like where, um, for example, uh, Joe Gardner has to go to a barber shop. Yeah. Right. To get a haircut. But it's 22 in his body. So so he does stuff that he usually wouldn't do. Like he actually talks to the barber about something that isn't jazz and him and the barber really, really hit it off. And yeah. And that part was really about uh, that part was really cultural, wasn't it? 
Absolutely. I, I got to say it was cultural, bro, even in the smallest aspects. When I go and get a haircut and when you're sitting in that barber's chair, bro, even when they, they had the part with the barber threw the towel over his face, you know what I mean? Got him lined up right. Mm-hmm. It just got into the details. Like, you know, for those who don't you like, see the guys with the clean fades, <laughs> right? Like black, just black men really do take pride in those aspects. And I'm glad they took their time with that scene. And during that 22 was having a moment with this barber. She was like, you didn't want to be here. Because the barber in that scene, he's a military veteran, I believe. And um, mm-hmm. she's like, you didn't yeah. want to be here, a barber. You're not fulfilled. He's like, oh, see, now you got it wrong. Now you're thinking that your idea of what fulfilled is like, is like me. Like, I'm fulfilled right here. Like, I love what I do now. It's just different. You know what I'm saying? But I, I think that barbershop scene, especially in the black community, barbershops are. Mm-hmm. are, are and see, and, and Tina Fey was take that scene wouldn't have been as good if 22 wasn't in the body of Joe exactly. Gardner. Exactly. the whole point. Exactly. Because Joe Gardner would have done the same small talk, regular bullshit that he always does. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I like that. that. Was, you know, and um, then it goes into, uh, uh, you know, so it's it's going around his day he's getting ready for his show mm-hmm. you know he gets a haircut he has to get a new suit because his suit rips um so then he goes to his mom's mm-hmm. and this is where they talk about dreams <laughs> yeah this is a good mm-hmm. scene i really love this scene yeah i think this this scene with his mom is probably something that like especially us as millennials have gone through so it was just like everything was it, they nailed it <laughs> yeah absolutely man i mean their relationship was very uh you, you had an idea of their relationship some of the opening scenes you know when mm-hmm. when yeah, joe yeah yeah joe finally her her gets, feelings yeah. about him being an artist and having stability in his life she likes it she let to be known very early on in the movie yeah and joe, mm-hmm. joe i mean joe finally gets his gig and it's it's a huge gig but yeah the mom is upset about it because um you know gigging is like uh Man, this this movie stressed me out. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was like, oh god, because <laughs> um, really, when when you're a music major, like, you know, when you graduate from with music, yeah. you can, you know, gig constantly, or you can teach. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> Straight you know? up. So um, and do and that. That people, business degree gets both. gets gets versatile with the business degree. You can file some paperwork. You can work mm-hmm. in a warehouse. Oh, wow. <laughs> Go live your life. <laughs> but guess but, continue. Um, but yeah, so it's like um, you know, a lot of it was it's it's, it's accurate. It's a lot of the stuff yeah. with, with the with the gigging, and it's like yes. it was like you've been gigging for years, and yeah. you're still going nowhere with your career. And it's like yeah, it's true because it's I mean, a legitimate fear for a mom to have. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and it's and this is all it's you see it all the time. Yes. In real life. So um, it was really cool when he finally just uh, through 22 tells his mom about his dreams and how he loves playing the piano because his dad was a musician as well. His mom saw the burnout from that. And that's what probably killed his dad. Right. The burnout from gigging and stuff. And he was poor. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and she saw that um, and he said, I don't care. This is, this is what I want to do. That was a really cool scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, w- that was through 22 as well. Like it, it I feel like that made it uh, have an even bigger impact. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like um, they're just helping each other find out who they really are yeah and because he's teaching 22 how to live yeah <laughs> you know 22 is like teaching him how to live exactly it's, it's really cool exactly because because this guy hasn't been living <clears throat> his whole life apparently you know what i mean because uh, uh so the point of the movie you, you know this is jumping ahead a little bit but the point of the movie is that 
your spark in life isn't the reason, isn't your reason for living. It just makes you like living. Right. You know, like mm. that straight up one of the characters in the movie says that. <laughs> and and I thought that was really cool. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you shouldn't have that be your reason to live. Like, you know, like then you'd just be disappointed. <laughs> Absolutely. Know, it's like, because it's, it, and, and it really taught Joe the little things like the barber scene or his mom, you know? So I, yeah, I, I, I couldn't help but relate to that because, you know, when you see him finally do the gig and then he's so fulfilled, but then he's kind of just, he feel he looks let down, looks a little disappointed. Um, seeing that, because you have this expectation that once he does the gig, he's going to be fulfilled. He's going to be happy. It's going to be a happy ending. But it, it shows that it's just one aspect of life. Me as a dad, you know, I, I had no plans of being a father in my 20s. But then once I did, I found out the life is about more than just the dream of acting. You know, it's about more than just that. But that's an important part. And I'm glad they at least give that, acknowledge that. that the spark is an important part of who you are, but it ain't everything. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And I, I love that because... Like you said, Gerardo, you'll be disappointed if you rely on it to fulfill you. There, there are different things that contribute to a human being's overall wellness. <laughs> Disney yeah. has done a great job of many different stories of explaining that. <laughs> this is yeah. I, I like the way they do it in this story. In the they sense just didn't that, hold yeah. your hand in this one. They just exactly they're not going to because Inside Out held your hand very much. They had little islands and friendship that here. A kids movie, yeah. Exactly, you know what I mean. So it's very kid. Just because it's Disney Pixar doesn't mean it's going to be a kid. It didn't yeah, feel so, like that from the opening scene. And I like that. So Joe Gardner's mom makes him his new suit. Uh, well, I mean, it's his dad's old suit. It's all yeah. emotional, whatever, fun stuff. Boys looking fly. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he did, though. He looked clean. He like a, a <laughs> That's important. Need that fresh cut. It's important. Yes. <laughs> and um, so, you know, he's ready to meet Moonwind at the gig. Moonwind is going to switch their bodies. But 22 then finds that she likes living. <laughs> it takes like, the fuck off. <laughs> takes the fuck off because she was like, "Wow, being alive is pretty cool." Like she, she finally, <laughs> yeah. her spark is. I'm alive. in the chair. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Just takes off. <laughs> like, like it never tells you what her spark is, you know. But her spark is like being alive. I think. I think that's what mm -hmm. it was, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, um. So basically, twenty two runs off. Um, <laughs> twenty two runs off. So they're uh, they're not able to switch bodies. Um, one of the characters from the afterlife. They're basically like the accountant for mm -hmm. for uh, Terry Taunt. Wait, is it Terry, Terry. time? Yeah, it's Terry. It's Terry time, right? <laughs> yeah, this uh, this character Terry is like uh, the accountant. It's the afterlife. It almost felt like Dwight from The Office. Like no one takes them seriously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, basically, uh, Terry tries uh, kills Joe. Pretty much makes him have a heart attack in the middle of the subway. <laughs> and um, so Joe is once again in the afterlife, but um. When, once he gets to the afterlife, uh, you see that 22 found her spark, which, whoa, which is really cool. Once, yeah. since 22 found her spark, she has this earth pass that she exactly. can Joe, so Joe can jump back in his body. Right. So, you know, they get into an argument because Joe pretty much says, like, you, you only enjoyed living because you were in my body. You only enjoy the stuff I enjoyed. And yeah. You know, that makes 22 pretty sad. So 22 runs away to, to the zone, which also yeah. uh, 
the zone has a has your soul when it's in in a good zone it also has your soul when it's consumed by uh by something bad <laughs> mm, yeah um so 22 kind of runs away over there and exile exiles herself and joe's like whatever yeah he just yeah. he just jumps back to earth place yeah his joe's an asshole, <laughs> yeah, joe's an asshole. <laughs> good that, that, that's reality for you baby that's the real world <laughs> joe's like, oh, like i'm gonna go <laughs> joe does his gig it's pretty cool you know he enjoys it and then afterwards he's like well what do we do what do i yeah. do now he's I not mean, fully fulfilled yeah yeah, he's like, "What do I do now?" And you know, the 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 leader of the band, she's like, "Well, we come back tomorrow and do it again." Exactly. Yep. You know? Dorothea Williams, what's her name? Dor- Dorothea. Dorothea Williams. Yeah. Dorothea something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a called. God, I fucking hated that character. <laughs> it was not <laughs> I mean, great. Yeah, not I mean, that, crazy. That, I mean, that's how they are in real life. Yeah. I just hate. Yeah, that's a different thing. <laughs> <laughs> God, man, some jazz people—they're just really mean. <laughs> she was mean as hell until she found out he can play. <laughs> no, she was still mean. I'm like, I was like, man, yeah. come on, teach. I was like, that's not a whatever though. But um, uh, she could play though. It's funny because uh, I, a lot of those musicians I already followed them on Instagram, so I knew who was playing in it. No, <laughs> oh, that's dope. Nice, nice, yeah. nice, nice. So it's, it's pretty cool. Um, I, I really like the the little jazz montage. Like I said, it it actually sounds like jazz. A lot of yes. it really sounds Charlie Parker, classic bebops type stuff. It's, nice. It's, it's, really, it's really cool, and I enjoyed that part. Yeah, those scenes where he was the even the the opening one when he first auditioned to be part of to land this gig, he was killing on that on those keys, bro. That shit was dope as fuck. That was that was oh, cool yeah. to listen to. Oh yeah, the I mean even the beginning those little those little chords he does. Yeah. They're called chordal chords when he says uh-huh. that, when he says uh when he says he saw a band or whatever and then he heard fourths or whatever. That's yeah. I was like I was like, Yeah, yeah, it's pretty jazz, like chordal chords. It, it's all it's all accurate. It's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it all it, it's all that sound. Like yeah. it's, it's well, awesome. That, yeah, that's good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Like because to me, like when I was watching this, um, I asked you that earlier because I thought I was gonna assume that you thought there wasn't gonna be enough jazz in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but yeah. that's dope that, that I mean, you're satisfied um, with it, you know? Yeah, yeah it is. I, I, yeah. I think it's really distinct because when, when Joe is on Earth, that's when you hear a lot of jazz, like in the backgrounds during transitions and shit. Yeah. And it's funny because like you hear different things, like right after he, he gets the gig, you know, when he comes out of the, the it's called the half note. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> uh, when, he, when he jumps out of it, like, you know, the song, the song starts and it's like a New Orleans type um jazz blues thing like and mm-hmm. it starts like with this classic jazz like like da, 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 da. it's pretty cool you know and i just hear stuff like that and that's all in the background like you know it doesn't have to be at the forefront but it's it's there <laughs> it, right it's, it's, it's pretty cool because it's really distinct like i said like on earth like a lot of the transitions have jazz stuff like that and then mm-hmm. in the afterlife it's way more uh you know it sounds like futuristic and robotic and absolutely ethereal nice. so i think it's nice. like a good like contrast i i really liked it yeah it kind of helps establish each environment yeah yeah it really sets the vibe you know so it's, yeah that's good nice yeah so after joe gets his gig he's like uh you know he goes home plays some piano um to get in the zone once he's in that the scene zone, crushed me dude <laughs> that that was like the scene that where i started like i i'll be honest with you guys i've never like like teared up or like welted up in a movie before mm-hmm. or at least not really but this one like you know the score the piano in the background like him yeah. thinking about his entire life and yeah like 
he figures it all out, you know, and the yeah. just the music went perfectly with the scene. And see, that I one was wasn't like, that dude. one wasn't jazz. That one was actually uh, composed by Trent Reznor. Trent Reznor. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Which is see that that was the I think that's the only time that Joe plays piano that isn't uh, John Batiste. I think I think that's the only time that it's Trent Reznor playing. Oh wow! Piano. And it was like yeah. It was very, it was very emotional, you know, <laughs> that, that scene. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. So dude, I can, I pulled it up on Spotify the other day and I just listened to it. I was like, fuck, like just listening to the song kind of beats me up a little bit. That's <laughs> dope, man. <laughs> that one, I feel like that one was the perfect in between, between like the, the, the afterlife music and the earth music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It had everything. Um, but yeah, that part was great. And then, you know, so he gets in the zone. Once he's in the zone, he can see all the lost souls, which 22 is now. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> he, he brings 22 back from being lost, you know? Yeah. Tells 22 here, you deserve to go to earth and live life. I thought uh, before we move forward, I thought that scene was particularly strong as well. When he goes inside 22 and to see like, it's kind of like a storm or whatever. Yeah. And she's yes. just being, She's being consumed by all of the, She's like pretty much what all of her mentors have been telling her, mm-hmm. and like like her thoughts like just get fixated on those negative things, you know, those insecurities, so, yeah, yeah. So I think that's very real, like <laughs> straight up, know, like, very people, real. People can be consumed by the negative self talk and like the self doubt and all that stuff, and I thought that was, you know, they portrayed it well. That yeah, bro. If you're being told yeah. your entire life that you're a piece of shit, a small part of you might start believing that you're a piece of shit. So it's good exactly. to be, <laughs> be told that you're capable of something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so Joe gives her uh Joe gives her his earth pass, you know. So she's able to go to Earth. Make the like jump. She, yeah. Mm-hmm. It looks like she ends up mm-hmm. somewhere like in, in Asia, like China or something. That's where it like yeah. look it looks like she ends up in. It's pretty cool. Like yeah. I, I some people didn't like that you don't see where she ends up, like someone you know in the review the five out of ten review he said uh yeah he said he he thought the ending would have been stronger if you see 22 as either joe's student or daughter but and wouldn't like, that be a little much that, you know that'd be, it, that'd be so i think that'd be it's yeah people, people just want, i don't what i got from his review is that he wanted it more on the nose like right mm-hmm. i think the I, the beauty of this is that she could be 22 could be anywhere anything completely not tied to joe mm-hmm. if it were mm-hmm. tied to joe it wouldn't be her 22's own story i think that's the exactly. idea is joe's exactly. helping 22 find out that there is life out there that needs to be lived ain't yeah. got to be jazz related ain't got to be in america you can be in new zealand making fucking baskets it doesn't matter you know it's just yeah. find your own thing so that and that she, sounds yeah. corny as fuck if it were yeah, to do she, that she's excited she's excited to do it you know so she yeah that'd that be corny as yeah. fuck if, if if 22 came back as someone related to joe that would be that would be it would have and if joe fucking recognized her and shit oh like, god that'd be yeah. that'd defeat the purpose of everything the, yeah they defeat the purpose of the whole movie <laughs> but um but you know what though i think that uh well, I think we're going to find out where 22 ends up and fucking Disney is going to make like a Disney limited series or something on 22. I Watch. mean, as, as it'll long, happen. As, as long yeah. as 22 isn't isn't Riley from uh, from Inside Out. I'm gonna... <laughs> <laughs> Riley was a brat from Inside Out. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> she, yeah. was just, she was just a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, you think that's realistic? You think you can see Disney dropping a a 22 spinoff type 
Oh yeah, dude, they're fucking making that that Buzz Lightyear thing with Chris Lightyear. Evans. Bro. Lightyear with Chris Evans. <laughs> like, they're going to like all in and going everywhere. So yeah, no, I think that's it's it's realistic. It, like, yeah. look out for it in the future. I think yeah, and because I think like Pixar makes the movies, and then Disney can do whatever they want with it after. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> go ahead pick so i will just uh we'll put our yeah. final touches <laughs> <laughs> like some we'll, other, yeah. we'll fix it in post <laughs> like originally, yeah. uh, originally toy story 2 i know was like uh that was going to be produced by like disney studios yeah uh, instead uh-huh. of pixar stuff like that so so yeah oh, wow. i could definitely see that happening down the line okay okay <laughs> and even if it but you know that wouldn't won't diminish this movie because you can just ignore it <laughs> absolutely right absolutely yeah but yeah. um yeah so so i thought that was pretty cool um basically the people from the afterlife tell joe that he gets another chance to live and they say uh what are you gonna do with your life he's like i don't know but i'm gonna live that's the end of the movie it's easy great. easy nice. yeah. yeah yeah i'm I'm glad it didn't end with him being him going to the concert doing the show and then him just feeling this elation because that would be very predictable. And it's not this movie at the end of the day was about the struggles that adults grown ups go through in finding their spark. And that shit is fucking real. You know, I, I really want to just as someone who has worked many different jobs, many desk jobs, different types of jobs, customer service, military, what you do and whatever spark you have, that shit is important in your life. And you're a grown ass adult and you spend most 40 hours a week working and shit. You have to find some kind of spark that just gets you excited. My auntie, my auntie Beth, she says, everyone needs to find the thing that gets them up in the morning. It can be the gym. It can be a cigarette. It can be your your morning bowl when you just hit that fucking bowl in the morning. <laughs> you just got to have something to motivate you to get up in the morning. And I think this movie is kind of similar to that, man. I'm glad it was told from the adult perspective because it's easy to get caught up in the, just the regular day routine shit and uh as an artist, any kind of artist, not just a musician, but I think any artist, any person just with uh, passion can relate to this movie. I, I really, I really fuck with it to, to respond to the boy who gave it a five out of 10. That's a solid disagree. <laughs> I don't think five out of 10, we don't do so out, out of 10 of, ratings. Um, yeah. So we, out of, out of, uh, out of, uh, out, out of five, out of five, out of five, Five, uh, five um pianos what do you guys give this? <laughs> out of five pianos um let me let me just think one sec before i just get the first fucking th- i'm okay out of five well I'm, I'm gonna have to go with i go with a four yeah i go with a solid i four. go with a four nothing more no less yeah, yeah i mean that's it's it's so solid like that, yeah man. yeah i i go with a solid four man and uh, I think my reason for four is because some just some parts I had to go back and watch it a second and third time just because I thought the first time through there was some parts you could miss. Even when I went back one of the times I noticed a part with him and his dad, the flashback and the dad was te- telling him how jazz like, is the story of black people. It's a great contribution to American culture. Uh, black improvisational music. And stuff. Exactly. That's yeah, what he that said. Part cool. That part was cool. I didn't really you know, what I'm saying so once you go back and just see those parts. Yeah. You know, that was a cool connection that he had. Um, Cause he, he wasn't even trying to go into the jazz bar initially. And now he's a musician. So I like it. I'm a solid four. What y'all got though? Yeah. Four, four. Easy. I'm giving this five out of five pianos. This was easily my favorite movie from this year. Wow. Nice. Yeah. No, this, yeah, no, this is, it's solid. I think it's fantastic. Especially. Um, I thought it was like, like, this is a good movie. Like let's think about 
like what if 2020 didn't happen right like i mm-hmm. think this this movie still would have hit home yeah. no matter if like we were in the pandemic or not like because i feel like like in this past year like everybody's kind of like you know out of a job or out of whatever like they can't yeah. like maybe their passions were like stripped from them or whatever but I think the point of this movie is that like just because you lose those things mm-hmm. uh, like it doesn't make you any less you know yeah so yeah so with you know i think I it like just that. hits harder just because of just because of everything that happened it, it hits a little harder but you know i think it it really drives its message home and yeah, yeah. gore's great jamie fox and tina fey are great yes five out of five pianos for me <laughs> nice nice man hell yeah hell fucking yeah god Tina Fey, yeah, they solid fucking cast. I, I, I don't know if you guys remember that I was telling you guys that I was so mad that this movie didn't come out in theaters. <laughs> remember, I, yeah, yeah, remember yeah. I, remember, I told you guys I was you like, were, man, why? You were why like, of course, the, of course, the jazz movie <laughs> is taken away from theaters. Yeah. yeah, that's what you said. I wanted to watch it in theaters because, like, you know, the sound. This movie is so focused on sound. It is. It yeah. is, man. And I was like, Black Widow could have been on Disney Plus. <laughs> Straight <laughs> up. <laughs> straight up yeah but uh but this i'm 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 glad that we got to see it though because i mean theaters are closed and everything and i'm glad we got to see it um when that you know at the end of the year like you said it came out at a good time yeah yeah i was gonna go off joe's point how we said it happened during 2020 because i feel like just you know the racial explosion that happened this year regardless of all that shit had happened or not, this movie would still resonate with people. But the fact that that did happen, Black Lives Matter did. And then this movie came out and that, you know, it is a jazz player who is a black man and it's doesn't really focus too much on that, just about finding your passion. You know what I mean? I think that's cool too. So it's mm-hmm. um, yeah, not everything has to, you know, exactly. It doesn't, I mean, he's just happens. He's a musician who happens to be black. That's not the focus of the movie. It's about that spark. Yeah. And then the small little, um, you know, cultural nuances, I think are very accurate from the yeah, mom yeah. And it, to it, the barbershop scene. Yeah. And it didn't hit you over the head with it. It wasn't like, hell this no. Is black. Exactly. <laughs> and even the conversation, the phone conversation he had when he was booking the gig and he was walking, and he was like, yeah, man, I booked that gig. You know what I'm saying? That's how a black person would sound on the gig. That, I'm like, thank you. He's a, he's an educated person, but he's still hyped at the fact that he booked this gig. You know what I mean? So I think mm-hmm. it was, I think it was cool. I love this movie. I'm, I'm really glad to hear that you guys really fuck with it too. Yeah. I love the five out of, out of five pianos from the boy Joe. Um, that's that's all I got for soul. That's yep. all I got for soul. But a, what yeah. a review. Solid fucking review. That was great. Yeah, <laughs> that, I, that feels like one of our best movie reviews. I love it. Uh, check that out on Disney Plus, the listeners. I'm sure many of you already have. If you haven't caught that by now, you're sleeping. It was a nice Christmas gift for everyone. Soul. Fuck with it. I it was a nice it. contrast from fucking Wonder Woman 1984. Oh, I ran absolutely. those. I ran those back in the same day. I watched Wonder Woman. I watched oh, Wonder Woman too. first. Yes, and then I was glad to watch Soul afterwards. I was like, God, oh, no. thank God. <laughs> I, I, I I tried watching Wonder Woman, and then I I was like, I watched the first 15 minutes and I stopped, and then at night I watched Soul. And it put me in such a good mood. I watched Wonder Woman right after. <laughs> I watched Wonder Woman at 2.14 a.m. <laughs> yeah, it I, around that time. <laughs> I feel you, though. It was it was a, that this Christmas, 2020 Christmas was back to back movies. Wonder Woman and Soul same day. Soul significantly outshining Wonder Woman 84. Uh, I love this addition to the, the Pixar collection. I've already fucking 
I love Pixar regardless. Pixar and... Cinematic Universe. <laughs> Pixar Cinematic Universe. Dang, the PCU, the dude. PCU. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yes, that's that's that. So, listeners, thank you always for listening, subscribing. If you haven't subscribed yet to our podcast, please do so. Follow us at The Cast of Color on Instagram, Twitter. We have our own Instagram handles, too. I mean, we're all about this podcast, and uh, we'd be nothing without y'all's support. This is the last episode of season two, episode 15. We'll you know what I'm saying? We'll have a new president next time. Yeah, yeah. It's looking like we'll have a new prez the next time we record, and it's going to be season three, episode one. We're going to have dope-ass guests. We're going to do a lot of collaborating in season three with other podcasts, Shots to the boy Joe, his podcast, Aged Narrative, which dropped. Oh, oh, you know what oh. I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, got to do that. So give Age Narrative a follow too. Um, yeah, but that's that's one of many who we're going to collab with season three. We're hyped for it. So uh, we're signing off here, fellas. You got anything else before we get out of here? Nah, no, sure. good. Easy, easy. Well, that is the cast of color. We're signing off. Peace. 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 Yeah.